Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. Welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. And you might have wondered how you can become a better authority as you're growing your business online. It seems like there's so many people out there. There's so many other individuals doing their thing. And they might seem like they have a little bit more authority than you, or at least from your perspective. And so today we're bringing on an expert in this topic to help us understand a little bit better what it takes to become an authority in our markets. We're bringing on Beate today. She is an expert in becoming an authority. Beate, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I'm very excited to be here to talk about one of my favorite things. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm excited to dive into this. It's something we can always work on and improve, obviously, as we're growing our businesses and brands. To start out like a little bit about yourself, but what got you into helping people become authorities? Yeah, so my name is Beata Chalette. I'm the growth architect. I work with visionaries, thought leaders, and help them to scale their authority and grow their impact. And so what that means, I'm in the business to help with how do you get noticed? How do you get in front of people? How do you really become this person that somebody is knows is the logical go-to person for this particular thing? And I got into this because I felt that Number one, so many people are suffering from imposter syndrome or they are trying to copy what other internet marketers are telling them to do because they see whatever the Hermes and the Grand Cardones and the Gary V's and they think that's an authority. Now, I have thoughts about that because yeah. these guys don't have an authority strategy. These guys have an influencer or a celebrity strategy. So Gary Vee is a celebrity strategy, not an authority strategy because he's not an authority real on anything mm -hmm. because he, he pimps everything out on, on, on every subject that he has. So I was looking at this, Chris, and I'm thinking to myself, there is so much misinformation about what's the shortcut to get somewhere. And that's why I got into this because I have decades of entrepreneurship and which, of course, age, ages me. But <laughs> at, at this point in my career, in my life or in my consulting practice, I don't have time for the nonsense. I've seen it all. I've seen them fly high, crash back. I've seen all the big Internet marketers come and go, the next level come and go and the next level come and go. And so what you just have to think about when you go and want to build your authority is one thing and one thing only. What is your subject matter expertise? Okay. What are you the authority in? You're not an influencer. Your cat skiing isn't going to help you. You walking with your dog isn't going to help you. Are you going to be a celebrity that wants to endorse facial creams, healthy water? That's different. We're talking about business. Business has only one model, and that is the authority model the expert in an industry, just to clarify this right from the get-go. Yeah, and I think that's great because I think people do get that mixed up. They see, like you said, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Alex Ramosi. And so I guess, yeah, what's the real what's the real delineation there? How do we know we're going down the authority path versus just that celebrity influencer path so we know maybe it's the right one for us? 
Yeah. So if you want to go down the celebrity or the influencer path, it's very simple. You need about a, approximately a team of 20 and a couple million. Exactly. That, that, that's it. So when you really listen, what the message is that somebody who wants to be an influencer or celebrity says is, I'm going to take all my content. I'm creating nothing but content. I'm going to blanket the market with content constantly mm-hmm. on every medium. I'm going to have a team of people. I have 20 VAs that do nothing other than, than take my stuff and put it somewhere. I'm in the studio all day long. I'm constantly filming. I'm going to send these clips out. They're going to cut them, quotes, whatever. They do all these things. Mm. Over a period of time, and Grin Cardone says this very loud and clear, exposure equals income. He says, as his exposure went up, his income went up. Now, when I listen to them, okay, it's good. Is it mind-breaking? Is it mind-blowing? Is it why I said, oh my God, I've never heard anything like this before? No, but what they do is they sell the dream. Mm. So if you're listening to this and you go, I would like to be famous, then just know you're going to need a couple million and you need a team of 20 and you need a blanket and you need to do nothing but produce. And then get the market share by being the loudest and the the one that gets the most attention. Mm -hmm. That works for maybe one. Most of us who are in business are what we call on social media talking heads. So Mm -hmm. when you scroll through the feed, it's three things that the one thing that did you ever want to, and then you just scroll, 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 because everybody sounds the same because they're all trying to use that model. Okay. So you build your authority by being very clear. What is that one thing that I'm better than anyone? You have mm. to give it a spin that sounds new, that is different. And I'm going to give you an example on this. And then you have to be in front of the right audience so that you attract people that listen to what you're saying and then say, oh, I need that. So I'm going to give you an example. Yeah, please. One of my clients is a communications coach. Eh, sounds really not very amazing. So immediately when somebody stands in front of you and says, I'm a communications coach, what goes on in your head? What What's is the first that? Thing? What do you do? Who do you help? Yeah, what is that exactly? What does it even mean? Exactly, and- yep. And then the second thing that you think to yourselves, I run Elevate Media. I don't (laughs) need somebody to teach me how to communicate. Dismissed. Opportunity gone in your head. Because that's what our brain does. It eliminates things that are not relevant for us very quickly. Hmm. So when I was working with her, we came up with a specific term for her, which describes the intersection between communications and relationships. Gotcha. So now she has a term that is her unique term. And I can't tell you because it's not trademark yet. But once gotcha. it is, then I can tell people. And so now she has this unique term. And when people hear this term, they go, oh, what's that? And then you're now in the conversation. Mm. And then we realized as we were digging deeper that she has one in one program only. And that her sweet spot is really awkward, geeky technology experts that work at a corporation that are so good that they got promoted into a leadership position and have zero communication skills. Okay. So now when she says, I'm a communications coach, or she says, I developed this proprietary system that helps technology leaders that have just been promoted and now need to communicate to their teams and to the outside on a larger scale, 
to help them be comfortable and find the right words to communicate what the company is about, the values, and forge the direction. Now, so when like you she got really specific on who she helps, really, yeah, obviously the the title that's not trademark probably sparks that interest because it, it's probably words that connects with that target audience. But that's exactly. what it sounds like. It got real targeted. It did. And now what happens when she says this to you, you go, oh, my God, my friend, John, Jesus Christ, that guy is like the worst. He needs you. So now you automatically are searching for a match in your head mm-hmm. and trying to make a referral or recommendation. Or you yeah. go, oh, I need that. So some, so that's how you become, that, that's really path to authority is to get very clear on this. I'm going to give you another example. Yeah, for sure. So when I went into, after I sold my business and then I started figuring out what the consulting coaching business are. So if I were to say I'm a business consultant, the first thing you think about is what? When I say I'm a business consultant. Another one. There you go. (laughs) Hardly the stuff authority platforms are made out of. But when I say I'm the growth architect, then the next- It's different different than what I've already- been hearing out there and it sparked something different. Oh, growth. Everyone wants a growth architect. Okay. Building something. So it makes you start thinking deeper into the, the meaning and want to know more. So now the next question is what's yeah. a growth architect? Yeah. So now we are in the conversation. Okay. So what I've taken is I, I take people that have these vague ideas of mm-hmm. coach, consultant, expert, and I help them to figure out what's the thing that makes them really unique and special. And oftentimes, contrary to what people think, it's found in the stuff that they're trying to hide. Me being a single mom, immigrant, having been broke $135,000, not knowing how to run a business, what to do until I figured it out, cracked the code, sold my business to Bill Gates for millions of dollars. I don't really want to talk about the struggle. I want to talk about the success. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear about the success. Everybody wants to hear about the struggle. The, con- the conversation or the authority that I now have is not in selling the business. That's the outcome, the beneficial outcome. The authority I have is in figuring it out, hmm. in adversity, resilience, overcoming. So with that, with so if these individuals, these coaches, these agency owners, they're trying to build that authority and they're, they haven't went through all the struggles. They haven't been able to sell a company, things like that, but they're in the midst of wanting to position themselves as that authority in their market. Besides really getting specific on who they help and having that kind of intriguing title or service offering that makes people ask more to get the conversation going. Are there any common traits that help people actually become an, a successful authority? that maybe if you don't have it, you're going to have to learn it? Or have you noticed anything like that? Yeah, so I, I, it, it, the secret is very simple. It's called the signature growth system. Okay. When I started with the business consulting and people reacted exactly like you did, oh gosh, here's another one. So I have a differentiation factor because I sold a business to Bill Gates. So right. in everybody's book, obviously, people go, she must know something. Otherwise, that wouldn't have happened. But then what do I do? Strategy. People go, oops. I, I create systems. People go, oh, God, system, <laughs> workflows, processes. Now mm-hmm. I really lost everybody. Right. Because they say, this is like all the stuff we really don't want to do. Can we just go and take a plane to 30,000 feet and just keep flying? If you don't land somewhere, you're going to crash eventually. Mm-hmm. So now what I want people to understand is that 
when you take a plane to 30,000 feet, you have multiple airports you can land. Mm -hmm. So if your plane flies above a country, you can say, my territory is the United States. But the territory includes New York, Los Angeles, Arizona, whatever that might be. Okay. It's like that in business. So if I'm a business consultant, I know how to do the leadership development because it has to match the business objectives. I know how to help them to set their goals. I help them figure out where they want to go, redesign, reverse engineer the strategy to get there, figure out what systems they already have, plug in all the existing things, help them create the client transformation in the different phases with uh, phase one, two, three, four, five, identify what the offer on all of this is. As long as you have an umbrella over it, you can have that diversification because the umbrella makes it specific. So people think when they hear niche or spe mm -hmm. specificity, sorry, mm -hmm. I have, always have a hard time with that mm -hmm. word. They always think that it means that you have to let go of things and you just have to do this one thing. You really don't. I'm the growth architect. I can identify what hinders you from growing and that's what I'm fixing. But that could be a strategy. That could be a growth plan. That mm -hmm. could be team building. That could be you as a leader. That could be building the team. That could be helping you figure out how to, what actually the scaling plan is for the business. Could be building your signature growth system. I don't know that yet, but I do know that I have ele every element that's required to build growth architecture for a business. And so now the pitch is different. And so the authority that I have is the experience in many different things. As the growth architect, I can give you the shortcut. So that then becomes the authority I'm in. So that's what I want you to listeners to really think about, Chris, yeah. is, and it's difficult when you're in the beginning because you're still learning and you're still taking... Mm -hmm courses and coaches and you're hiring people to help you get there. I have a big warning for everybody though. So this is a thing that I have. Most people that are starting out in business or that are trying to figure out how to grow, what they mm -hmm. do is they go out to the market, they subscribe to the Russell Brunson's and the Jeff Walker's and the Hormoses and the V's and the whatever. And then what happens, you get bombarded with a very clear conversation and the conversation goes, you need to learn how to speak from stage. Because if you only knew how to learn to speak from stage, you'd be rich. Then you do that. Then they have an affiliate offer. And that affiliate offer is, what's the offer that you're making when you speak from stage? Oh, that's right. I need an offer. So now you sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Now, after you have the offer, Jeff Walker walks in the door in an affiliate program, says, hey, have you ever thought about the product launch? Because if you have an offer, you need to do a product launch. You go, that makes sense. So now you buy the product launch. Now you've done the product launch. Now another offer comes in and it says, actually, did you know that you can sell directly from stage? And you go, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to need to learn that. Now somebody says, what about the leads? Ryan Dice comes in and says, do you, you need leads? And you say, of course I need leads. Now you buy that. Then Russell Brunson comes in and says, hey, without ClickFunnels, none of this works. Right. Next thing you know, it's four years later, you're $100,000 in. And you still can't figure it out. And I tell you why. The whole thing is designed like a carrot hmm. where you think this one last thing is going to be the domino, that the final domino that makes everything go, but it doesn't exist. The system's not set up like that. That's why these guys make so much money. It's brilliant. It's internet marketing. 
So how can we do that? How can we like learn but focus to to expedite that process so we don't keep getting led by all these carrots out there? There you go. That is exactly the question. So that is worth this interview for anybody listening by itself because that is, I think, the average $150,000 question, right? You need to figure out what the business model is first. So what is the goal of the business? The goal of the business is you want to provide for yourself. You want to provide for your family. You want to create it with passive income streams. You want to employ people or not. You want to have a nomad lifestyle or not. Whatever that is, you got to get very clear about that. With that and with that in mind, that determines the business strategy. Mm. If I know that you want to run a nomad lifestyle, I'm going to help you build that business completely different than if you say to me, this is a high touch, one percenter kind of business. We need people that are actually talking to people on the phone or it's a brick and mortar. It's a completely different business. Needs to be set up completely different. Only when you know the end goal, at least in some vague outline, can you determine the strategy that you need to do to get there. Because with the end goal and the beginning point where you are to where you want to go, that's the map. That's the blueprint. That's what you need to design. With this blueprint, now you look at this and you say, does speaking fit into this blueprint? Yes. Is it guesting on podcasts or is the speaking life on stages? Hmm. It's speaking, it's both. Okay, great. Do you have a family? Yes. How old are your kids? Two and four. You do know if you take a gig from Los Angeles and New York or New York and Los Angeles, you fly for a full day. Then you have a day where you speak. And then you may fly back at the end of the day. But why do that if you could be at the conference and do networking? So you lose anywhere between two to three days for one hour speaking engagement. Do that a hundred times a year. That's it. You're on the road all the time. So that's then maybe not the model because your wife will divorce you or your partner will walk away and your kids will hate you because you're never there. So fine. So now you say, I'm going to limit that to maybe 20 speaking gigs. And I'm only going to do this if I'm in Los Angeles in the vicinity that I can. It's like a one hour flight maximum. So it's San Francisco, Silicon Valley, Las Vegas, Arizona. Within that, I'll speak. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how you really fine tune the model to say it's not a one size fits all. It's what fits you. Mm -hmm. And now with that, now you can go and you can look at whatever Pete Vargas is speaking stuff. And you can say, can I use that for that? Or you then go and say, We do want to launch a mastermind or group coaching program. That's where now the product launch formula fits in and I can apply it to that. But don't buy the stuff unless you need it because you buy it first and then you try to wreck your brain how to fit it in the model that doesn't even exist. That's why it's not working. I'm Mm -hmm. under total tangent here, Chris. I apologize. But no, it's just like so important. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good thing to remember is without a vision, people perish type thing. And so knowing where you want to end up or what you want it to look like and then reverse engineering that to put the pieces that actually fit in there instead of trying to show things that don't fit that picture. I think a lot of people, I, when I started, it was, I was in that boat. Oh, that'll help me and or okay. I need that. And so you learn through that. But so I think it's that's a really good, valuable lesson right there is to understand that like you said, do you have kids or do you want a digital nomad life? So what does that look like? So what can fit? And a lot of people just try to push it all together. And so 
touching on that is, I think, a really critical point. But with that, so once they've structured or understood or got that idea of this is what I want life to look like, or this is what my life is like now, what can fit or what will get me to that, how do they position themselves on social media exactly. to come off as that authority, even if they're still beginning, how can they, is it the content they put out? Does it have to be like consistent? Is it a talking head? Are there ways to look and show yourself as the authority in a better way on social media? Yes. So now with that in place, with a clear positioning, we call it the unapologetic value proposition in growth architecture. So when you're very unapologetically you, and in the beginning, we'll give you some slack. It's a little fuzzy around the edges. Mm-hmm. And as you go further down, it gets clearer. The two questions the, or the one question that you ask yourself on everything is helping or hurting this. Is this going to take me away? Or is it going to bring me closer to my goal? Because there, the distraction is everywhere. Steve Jobs famously said he's most proud of the things he didn't do. Hmm. And we have to, we just went through a purging and we took down over 450 pages on our website because it was content that was no longer relevant. We got traffic for it and it helped us in SEO and in Google rankings, but we had a high bounce rate on the website. And then when we really look, I'm like, that's not helping that business today. So I need to get rid of it, even though the ego part of me, my one is about traffic. And if I take those pages down, I'm not going to get that traffic. No, I don't. But then Google knows that it's needing to send me the right traffic. So it Once you have this unapologetic value proposition and in some sort of format who you really are, then you go out and you do your avatar. Mm. And the avatar is who is your client? The most important thing to remember right now, Chris, is that people have gone through a whiplash of emotions and a lot of trauma over the last couple of years. So safety and trust is threatened and continues to be threatened. Now we have the election post-traumatic stress on what was true, what was not true, COVID. It's been so much that people really have lost trust. And when you lose trust, you have a lack of safety. When people don't feel safe, they do all kinds of crazy things. So I have this exercise where I tell people, Chris, you need to crawl into the mind of your client. And it goes something like this. If you close your eyes, and don't close your eyes if you're driving and listening to this, but imagine a mother of two, 36 years old. She works at the corporation or at the company that you want the contract with. She wakes up in the morning, six o'clock, finds out her kid has fever, just thrown up, needs to figure out how to get a babysitter for a sick child. Very difficult. Her husband's on a trip. The other kid needs to go to school. By the time it's eight o'clock, the kid's in school. Her mother was woken up and came over in her pajamas. She's so stressed out. She shows up at the office. She's still got a little bit of throw up on her blouse. Didn't even notice. First thing that happens is the the boss calls her in. And that jerk, John, that absolute moron, over the weekend when these guys were golfing, made up something about her that's not even true. And she wasn't even there because she had a kid's birthday party and she doesn't golf. So now she has to go in the office and defend herself from something that she didn't know she didn't do. That's just something that somebody put on her to take her out of a high potential opportunity. She goes back to her office. Now she spills her coffee. She's upset and the phone rings. It's you. What do you have to say to somebody like that so that she doesn't go an internet marketer? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for calling. So she can lay all her frustration on you. What would you have to say to her that she says, Chris, oh my God, I'm so glad I hear your voice. You won't believe what happened to me today. 
Yeah, definitely want to be able to connect and build that kind of bridge that gap of understanding and emotional kind of connection there. You got to feel for her and under, and let her know that you get where she's coming from. I've got two kids. I've been there. I've had the kids throw up on me or come barging in the door and people make up stories. So that, that whole roller coaster, you've got to connect in that level for sure to get her to take a deep breath. Exactly. And so now you need to really think about this because people mm-hmm. mistake. It's like, why are they not calling me back? Or they're so rude. They were really super interested. Something obviously happened. Mm-hmm. And you cannot take these things personal. So you have to adjust your approach. And when you get clear about who your avatar is, now you can use the language that is resonating with them. And I'm going to give you another example. This is something that just literally we as a company went through. So I'm sitting here for the last two, three weeks, and I'm, I have this feeling I'm missing something that's happening in the market. Like I had this palpable feeling. I work on a lot of intuition. I'm like, man, what is it that I'm what? I know you know what I'm talking about, right, Chris? It's like right there. And you. Uh-huh. And then finally, finally it dawned on me. And I'm looking at the numbers and we did some research and we find out that there's a huge trend for people that you're serving to look for certifications because they want to go out, they want to start with something. So they go, what well, could I even get certified in? So we looked at the search results and we see that the term certification outranks Trump. Who knew? By a far margin. Now, you know how big this is. And so we have said as a company, we primarily work with authority and visionaries and thought leaders, which means that they're further down the game. And then my team and I talked about it. What if we take the shortcuts that we know and we actually teach people? how to be a business consultant, how to be a growth architect. What if we do our own certification to help people that want to enter the market so at least they get the right information and we give them the templates and all the, because everything I do, German, everything has a process, everything is outlined, everything has forms and methods and whiteboards. What if we, what if instead of saying we start here, we add another component and give this trend right now of this entire generation that wants to enter this market and at least figure out, is there an opportunity for me? What if we build a certification? And then now we go out and we're testing this idea because the avatar has changed again. So if people that are at that level don't want to pay for high ticket items, because they paid for high ticket items during COVID and afterward. And now they're sitting on these 5,000 hours of content that I haven't even opened. Then that's not the opportunity. The opportunity then is done for you, help them figure it out or certify people in something so that they at least can get started with it. So the authority that you have, but you, but going back to this now, just to demonstrate this under the growth architect, everything fits. Because it is designed to be an umbrella that whatever I do within that space, however I reframe it, it still falls under growth architecture. It just Mm -hmm. follows now a trend. So authority you get when you have this umbrella makes you clearly as, as somebody who knows about this subject matter. And within that, then you can, and then the message gets very clear. 
right. based upon the avatar, the market trend. Because then yeah. what you need to say to whom? Yeah, understanding who you're trying to help and how their pains, those things. Yeah, make it clear on what to put out there. And then it resonates with those people. And that's, again, going back to that trust that you talked about is, oh, he or she, they get me. They're speaking my language. They're speaking what I've been through or what I'm dealing with right now. So again, I think that's a great point is understanding who you're trying to help and, and what they've been through so you can connect to them on that level. Is it, are there things that when we do that, when we understand who they are, that bridges that gap better? Because LVMU, we're all about helping agencies and coaches scale their businesses mm -hmm. with video content. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find that anything different? Do you find like actually being able to see someone that, at least what we've found, do you find someone seeing a video of someone that builds that trust better versus just a social media page that's just static text or things of that nature is video from your perspective? I'm really glad that you are Elevate Media and that we're having this conversation because that's a natural segue now in, in the second part. How do you get the mm -hmm. message out? Yeah. I find that the going back to what's trending. So trending are the short content. Yep. And it's not just trending, but it's also vastly preferred by the algorithms. You can still do your long content as long as you as you have an opportunity to pull the shorts out. Yep. I will I find that Video is the fastest way to build trust because they keep seeing you. And when I give you an example, so I did an online course for Creative Live many years ago. We've had over 18,000 people take this class. Mm. And I'm in, in Boston at an event and this woman keeps looking at me and I'm going like, do I know her? <laughs> what is it? And then suddenly she runs across the room. She flings herself around my neck and she kisses me on the cheek. She says, it's you, Beate. Do I know you? She said, you don't know me, but I spent three days with you because I took your course. Mm. So there's, there was such a familiarity for her with me because she spent literally three days with me that she felt we had this intimate connection where she could throw herself around my neck and kiss me on the cheek <laughs> and thank me. But I didn't know the woman. So that just demonstrates the power of good media, mm -hmm. especially video. If you put enough video content out regularly over a period of time, people will feel like they know you, like your favorite character on TV. Like you think that the show that you watch, that character, that you know them. Now, it's a show and that's an act and that's a role. That's not that person. But you still think you do because you have the familiarity. We do more video today than we've ever done before. We are, we do a podcast on video, which we post, we pull out shorts, we do shorts itself, we do two to three minute content, we pull out shorts. So we are now really starting to take a look at, we trying every different platform. So if you don't do video, call Chris <laughs> now, okay, right after you gave him a five-star review for the podcast, left a review and shared it with one other person. <laughs> and then you'll contact him and say, can we talk video? Because you absolutely should. We do maybe 20, 30 pieces of video content a month. Yeah. And it's such a, it is growing. And I think that with where we are in society and so much social media and online and now with AI coming in and like avatars, I think having that actual human 
is going to just, again, make you and your brand, your business, be able to make that connection a lot better because people are now going to start seeing avatars and fake people. And so they're going to be leery. And so if you can build that trust through having an actual human on screen, uh, again, it's just going to build that connection. And so with that, as we're building authority, one of the final questions, as we're posting on social media, there's two camps, share only business, what you can do, how you can help people, that camp, or do that, but also let them see a glimpse into who you are as a person and into your life, your family. Is there a wrong or what right way to go about that type of those different camps of posting? Does one build authority more than the other? I think that the authority when it comes to to the business content is much more effective because it doesn't confuse your customer. When your customer suddenly sees a cat and you playing with a dog, that could be very confusing. Can you now, tie those to business and make it still fit? If you can say, best part about being an entrepreneur is bringing Susie to work, right? Now we got, now we got to tie into, okay. we got to tie into that. But a lot of people mistake this for, because then you want to be personal friends with them and you forget that they're running a business. You want to have right. a business message in front of them all the time. Mm-hmm. So my daughter just had a baby and I, the only time I posted about it is when the baby was born, mm-hmm. but I'm not planning on making that part of my social media, except in the case when there is an, a vacation where we go together and then I can say best part about right. being a business consultant and being successful so you can take the people you love to the places you love, right? So, so, so now we have a a visualization which ties back into the result that we help achieve our clients' success. Mm-hmm. But you need to be very deliberate about that. Please do not take any photos of your spaghetti, which most of the time looks like vomit any, anyway. And nobody really cares on whether or not you go drinking and have a margarita or whatever. If it's a business event and it's entrepreneurs mingling at a conference talking how to raise money or how to solve business problems or an innovation conference. Yes. But this personal stuff, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, please don't. Yeah. I think on a personal brand, maybe, uh, but maybe just in even in the stories where it's like a one and done gone thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 I think there's a small place for it, but no, I I love the clarity and and I appreciate you sharing all that. It's been great. A lot of great, valuable direction people can take now as they're starting to gain some traction or they're just getting started, what to think about as they're building their authority position in their market. So again, thank you so much for being on today, sharing all this. Where can people go before we close out? Where can people go to find you, find out more about you and what you do and get connected? Yes. So number one, if you heard about the Airtight Avatar now and go, I need to do that, go to airtightavatar.com. Check out if that's right for you. We have also a free offer for you, which is our growth blocker quiz. If you want to find out why the business is not growing or where it may be stuck, go to growthblockerquiz.com. And in literally two minutes, the quiz will show you where your number one business growth blocker is. Otherwise, just check us out on social media, either under my name, Beate Shalet, or The Growth Architect. And always mention this show so we can give you priority treatment wherever you say hello. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, everyone, make sure you go get Get connected, learn more about what they're doing there, become a growth architect, whatever it is. Again, Beata, thank you so much for being on the Elevate Media Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's been a blast. Absolutely.
And if you are building your business, if you're out there, know someone who's trying to share this with them, help them learn to become an authority in their marketplace so they can grow and expand and uh, make a difference. And together, if we can do that, we can reach more people. We can make a bigger impact together. But until then, go out there, continue to elevate your life, elevate your brand, and we'll talk to you again later. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.